Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Wheeled into the studio today and uh, Brendan had a couple surprises for me. So that was great. We're going to talk about one in about uh, half an hour from now. But a special shout out at this time from longtime listener to the show. And he's he's got quite a sense of humor. Jason from Sangudo. He uh, sent uh, Brendan and myself uh, a package that included... What, what, how would you describe these? It's uh, a passport cover, is what it is. It, so it's it's a le- like a handcrafted leather passport cover with an Oilers logo emblazoned in it. It's there. beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, and with the leather work uh, from Kim at Salty Dog Leather. Nicely done. Uh, Jason from Sangudo. You are a, a special man. That's Salty Dog Leather. I looked him up on Facebook. You find me on Twitter, you can find that link, too. Uh, beautiful stuff, like everything from firefighters' equipment to dog collars, like all handmade stuff right from Sangudo, it looks like. All right, well, there you go. You know, maybe they can, uh, maybe Louis DeBrusque, our next guest, can get uh, uh, Tampa, his dog, uh, a, a new uh, a leather uh, leash or whatever the deal is. I know that Anakin, uh, you know, looks forward to, gives me that sad look every morning, take me for a walk, and, uh, and he hasn't had one in the last six months. I don't know why that happens. We're going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline for GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices since 1972. That's 51 years. GCLDiesel.com. From parts unknown, we welcome back to the show NHL Hockey and Rogers color analyst, Louis DeBrasque. Hello, Louis. How you doing? Hey, Bob. I'm doing well. And yes, you know what? Leashes are great. Get in the bidding and uh, you know what? Walk your dog, Bob. Walk the dog? <laughs> yeah, walk the dog. No, it's fun. It's a nice little break, too. Yeah? You know, and the dogs love it. That's uh, Tampa's, I think, what he lives for is his next walk. So they all do. They all do. All right. Uh, we live for the next game or so, it seems. The All-Star Weekend. What did When you played, what did the All-Star Weekend mean for Louis DeBrusque? <laughs> exactly what it means now, a break. <laughs> Yeah, it was exactly the same thing. We looked at that in the schedule, unfortunately, for the top players in the game and the guys that are used to going to all-star games and for the um, the ones that are going for the first time this year and second time and early in their careers, uh, congratulations. But for you know guys like myself, I knew that was going to be a little bit of time off, and now the same thing in, in the broadcasting world. This is our break. This is our little bit of time off before we uh, go into the stretch run, and 
that's kind of what I use it for. But it was the same back in the day, and it was exciting to see new players, and especially teammates, get that opportunity to go out to the All-Star game. Um, Zach Hyman being named to the All-Star uh, game late, I think, is great for him. What a tremendous season he's having. And um, obviously with Connor and Leon going there it's uh, and Stuart Skinner, it's just a, a nice representation of the Oilers this year. Yeah, no question about it. Um, it's uh, you know we just had Stuart Skinner on the show. It's crazy, eh, to think of where yeah. he was a, a year ago, two years ago. You know, I, I, it's amazing. You've kind of seen him grow up in front of your eyes, which is impressive, I and mean, it's it's always remarkable to me to see, um, you know, just young players come into the league, figure things out, and then start to play the way they played back, respectively, wherever they came from, junior, college, overseas and they start to kind of um, implement their will. And I think for Stuart Skinner, there was just a real poise to him, to his game and to his demeanor. And we've talked about it a lot. He's a big guy. He's really worked on his position. He's worked on his, his edge work. He's worked on a lot of things like every player does. But um, by putting that work in and really dedicating himself, he came in this year and was much needed. You know, was certainly needed when um, Jack Campbell had some struggles and needed to work on his game. And then Jack Campbell went and worked on his game and has come back and has played excellent. So, um, to have two guys that you feel that comfortable in, I, I think any team would tell you they would love to have that situation. It's not always the case. Sometimes you're wondering who you're going to start on a night-to-night basis with this team. I think that the team is comfortable with whoever they put between the pipes, and that's a great feeling. 7-0-1 in the last eight games, Louie. Here go the numbers. During that stretch, number one in the National Hockey League, goals four or five per game, number five in goals against during that eight-game stretch, number one in the power play at 40%, number two in the PK, number one in shots for number two in shots against uh byproduct of the schedule or byproduct of a team cycling up combination i think it's a combination and i think uh but i want to lean more towards a team that's cycling up uh, as they've done as your awesome graphic showed us one night on on our telecast that you uh, were kind enough to share with us um in the last three years, this is the way this team has gone, and I think it's no different this year. I think the schedule early on in the season was a very difficult schedule for the Oilers. I thought they weathered that well, but I don't think there was really any panic. There was one little stretch, I think, that there was some frustration with the team, but different than panic. I, I don't think it was a panic in the sense they didn't feel they could get to their game. I think it was just frustration that they hadn't got to their game. Um, they dealt with some real critical injuries as well, and we're starting to see the team get healthy and get back to full capacity and who knows what Ken Holland's going to do at the deadline but I I think what you're seeing is a team that's used to doing this now we've talked about good teams so often over the years Bob you and I and the great teams that have existed over the course of our tenure covering this this league um, and just for our whole lives that we've watched um, if you look at them, they just know when to start to push the right buttons at the right time. They, they know how to start to get um, more detail-oriented in the game, take less penalties, uh, play more of a team game, a stronger defensive game. Everybody starts to peak and go down the stretch run. That's just a sign for me of a team that understands what it takes to manage a season, um, to make sure you're doing what you need to do to get to that point at this stage of the season. And now, after the All-Star break, and I've always said that, this is kind of the run right now that uh, that can really set your fate as far as who you're going to play. If you do get into the playoffs, where you're going to be seated. And if you look at the Pacific Division right now, six points separate one through five. I mean, it is an absolute traffic jam, and the Oilers have reeled teams back in. 
They really have. They're right in the mix to win the Pacific Division, which is the way we were talking at the start of the year. And there's a mix of teams there. I don't think anybody thought the Seattle Kraken were going to be at the top of the Pacific Division going into the All-Star break. I'm sorry, I didn't. I certainly did not see that. So a credit to them and how they've played. But that just makes a division that I believe was already strong, stronger. And that's the way you have to play in this division if you want to be successful. But they're going to have a lot of games down the stretch. Right now they're going on a stretch of 15 of 18, I believe, against Eastern teams. But then after that, it's 14 straight against the West. And you've got 10 of those games against Pacific Division to finish off the season, which will allow you to really leapfrog over people if you're playing well. And I think that's how Edmonton wants to try and navigate through this next um, part of the season. Louis, speaking of leapfrogging, um, when the Oilers <laughs> stopped playing on Saturday, they'd moved in a second in goals for Boston had yeah. two games left. Buffalo had one. Despite scoring five last night, the Edmonton Oilers are now the highest scoring team in the National Hockey League at 3.74 goals per game. Boston at 3.73. Look, Boston's got a great team. You've been watching them, obviously. Jake plays, and Jake's been out for a while. Um, uh, by the way, how, how soon after the All-Star break do you expect Jake back? Um, I think he's expecting to play right away, but I always think it's up to the doctors and they have to make sure everything's 100% before they're going to throw him back into the mix. But he's worked really hard, Bob. I know that uh, every player does when they're injured, and Jake is no different. He's had to grind away and make sure that he's keeping himself at a certain level to, to be ready to have that opportunity to step back into the lineup. So um, in his mind, I think he wanted to play before the break. As, as we've seen so often, guys want to get back into the mix quickly, but... Um, when the team's rolling the way the Bruins have been rolling, I think it gives you a little buffer to not have to force guys back into the lineup any sooner than is needed. Um, I think if it was playoffs, I think he'd probably already be playing, just my opinion. But uh, but here's the thing. It's, he's expecting to come back shortly after the break. Might be the first game, might not be, but that's what he's expecting. All right. Um, so just speaking of Boston, they played the Leafs last night. Tough game to gauge with with all due respect to Jake. Uh, he hasn't won a Hart Trophy, and the Leafs had a guy out that's won a Hart Trophy. I know some of the people in Toronto were like, oh, boy, here we go again. Like, Boston took it to the Leafs in T.O. Uh, but, I, I mean, I, sometimes you can overreact to one game, especially when the Leafs don't have Austin Matthews in the lineup. Would you not agree? 100%. I mean, he's a top player, right? Uh, you take the top player of the lineup, and it's a different team. No question about it. He's certainly an offensive threat. But I think Austin Matthews' game is kind of – developing into a 200-foot game. I, I really believe that. I think he's taken a priority in that regard. I think the team as a whole has tried to play that way because they played the Boston Bruins and the Tampa Bay Lightnings of the world um, because they have to. They're, you know, they're, they're in that Atlantic division, and when you're up against the Bruins and the Tampa Bay Lightning on a regular basis, the Florida Panthers of the season they had last year, the Buffalo Sabres, the way they're coming on strong right now, I think that you it just forces you to, to look at your game and, and make changes in, in any division or any um, conference that you're in, but especially in that division. You know, a, a team that's gone to three straight Stanley Cup finals, the Tampa Bay Lightning that won two of them, six conference finals. This is a team that every single year you're going to have to prepare for because you know that if you want to make a run and you want to have success, you're going to have to eventually probably go through that team. And then there's the Boston Bruins, who the, the Leafs have seen twice and lost in Game 7s both of those games. So I, I think that hardens you. I really do. I think it hardens you as a team and as a player. Austin Matthews is the best player on the team, and there's always a lot of weight on that particular player like Connor McDavid and Edmonton um, to be successful, to try and take that team and carry that team to the next level. It's not going to be done by him solely, but I think as a whole, 
Um, they're trying to play a more complete game, and I think that's why they've had some success this year with the injuries they've had in the lineup. So um, when I look at it, I think he's a better player now, might not put up the number of points that he normally does, but I think he's a better player. We saw that in so many great players over the years, the Stevie Eisermans, the Joe Sackicks. I mean, for me, when they started to win is when they started to maybe take a little off the offense but play a more complete game and manage a game a little bit better, and that's all – part of becoming a pro uh, and becoming a better pro. So they certainly didn't miss him last night, though. I watched parts of that game, and um, they missed him, no question. Yeah. But what, that's, that's the season, right? That every single team goes through that, and you're going to be without some of your key players. And when you are, you have to find a way to be competitive. And I thought it was a competitive game up until the third period, but um, that's, that's a part of it. And you're right, they missed him quite a bit last night. All right, so you referenced 15 of 18 against the East, including starting off with a four-game road trip uh, where they go to Detroit Rock City. They've not played well there, Louis, the last couple of years. They've lost, like, Detroit's looked quicker. Then they go to Philly, who was just despondent when they played the Oilers at home last year. Oilers shut them out 3 nothing, And then Edmonton gets Ottawa, who's won four in a row, and Montreal, back-to-backs, uh, both those teams coming off their bye weeks as well when they play the Oilers. And Edmonton is going to ha- – Connor Yamamoto is going to be back for that game against uh, Montreal on the 12th. Uh, we might have to see uh, Ken Holland, who I think I might be seeing tonight down in uh, Calgary um, as Bakersfield's there tonight and tomorrow. The Oilers are going to have to maybe make a hard cap, casually type decision here. It seems like that decision is nearing, right? They've been fortunate, and I mean that in only in a, in a – uh, a number sort of way that they've been able to kind of put different people on the injured reserve, been able to save some space in certain areas to allow them to navigate through the season so far. Evander Kane, obviously on the long-term IR for a long time, but it's eventually going to come to a head where there is a decision that's going to need to be made. I know there's been a lot of talk out there and rumors out there, but until something's done, we won't know what that is, but I agree. There's, there's no question. Something's going to have to, to be done something's going to have to give and that's just part of getting healthy and part of being a better team and in that process of the last few months um as jay woodcroft has talked about so often they found a couple players they found a couple players that have come up here and leapfrogged over others and that's matthias yanmark number one and queen costin number two that's a good thing though and i know that's tough for the individuals that are on the team and i've been part of teams like that i've been that player that's been leapfrogged i've been the player that's leapfrogged over players and I can tell you that that's just part of the process and part of becoming a better team. And for Edmonton right now, that is the goal. It's the process. And uh, without those injuries and without the that adversity that they faced, they would have never been able to see what they had in different players. So it's given them an opportunity. I'll even throw Vinny DeHarnay in there and Philip yeah. Gilbert. You know, Vinny DeHarnay comes up, and i got to tell you, I mean, the scouting report on him was a simplified game he just goes out there and plays his game and doesn't try and do too much and I don't know if you could give a better definition of, of, of the player that he's coming here and that he is that's what he does he's very confident in this game he's big he's hard to deal with um you know you got the nickname seaweed from the coaching staff down in Bakersfield which I think is perfect because if you ever tried swimming through seaweed it's impossible not to get nicked by at least a piece of it somewhere and uh, he's got the long reach and the long stick. We had him on after hours. And uh, it, the only time I've seen a stick like that was Zidane Chara. So 
Um, that's, that's a real weapon in your hand as far as defensive abilities, being able to reach out, swipe a puck off a stick, um, lay the odd cross check. But when you find players like the four that I just mentioned in the middle of the season, it's almost like you've gone out and acquired guys at the deadline because they've developed. And I'll even throw Dylan Holloway as a player that I think is really starting to find his stride at the right time. Which I think, you know, for Ken Holland, I think he's had to kind of wait and see what type of a team he has before he goes out there and tries to make moves. And uh, we'll see what he does. I'm sure he's going to want to maybe try and bolster a bit, as every team does. They want to make themselves better. But uh, I like what I'm seeing from the development of players on the team. Louis, uh, you did a little bit of play-by-play on Saturday night with Harner Ryan as well as you were scoping out Matt Berlin. And I'm just trying to recall, did Matt Berlin play with Jake DeBrusk at one time with the South Side, or did Jake miss him by a year? Jake missed him. Yeah, they never played together, um, but they know each other, I'm sure. It's a small community, especially the hockey community in Edmonton. I know he's uh, closer age to my daughter, Jordan, and okay. uh, and she knows him. So um, it, it's a feel-great story, isn't it? I, I, uh, I've always been, I've been a part of a few of these where there's an e-bug, that's in place, and a lot of times it happens during the game, not right from the get-go, where, um, where a backup goaltender, emergency backup goaltender, goes in and starts right from the game start. Now, I was involved in one when I was part of the Phoenix Coyotes back in the day in Vancouver, and we brought a UBC goaltender up, I believe. And unfortunately, I can't remember his name. I feel bad that I don't remember his name, but I remember seeing the nerves on his eye, in his eyes. This was a close game, albeit, and... Um, Sean Burke went down and kind of the trainer was on the ice or was thinking about going out there and he was slow to get up. And I looked over and by that time I had worked down the bench too beside the backup goaltender where I usually finish the game. And uh, I said, don't worry, he's going to get up and finish the game. He's a competitor. And he got up. But in this situation where the team was comfortably up, I've always said I would love to see a guy get just a sniff, just get in there and uh, get a little bit of time. And I think that was amazing by the players and the coaching staff to, uh, to give him that opportunity, I think it's just amazing. It's a real feel-good story. And he was excited. I was impressed with how he handled it, Bob. I don't know about you, but I thought he went out there and he just absolutely grasped the moment. And I got to tell you, every single individual is different. I think some people would go in there, they'd be nervous. I don't think he was nervous at all. And if he was, he said he was. He certainly didn't show it, which is a real good sign. And uh, I think it was uh, the smile on his face kind of eliminated everything. I think Chris Levesque was there at one time. He uh, was a backup in uh, Vancouver. And then the other guy, actually, that that they should have – Ryland Toth was with uh, Jake, right, in in Red Deer in 2016 for the Memorial Cup run. So. I did the game that he was the e-bug. I did a game that he was the e-bug in Vancouver in recent years. And um, this was a while ago, though. This was back uh, early 2000s or late 90s. Yeah, I don't I know if that was go back. Yeah, I could go back and look at it. But I just remember we had one, and I was like, I always kept thinking to myself, that wouldn't it be cool to see one? Good? Now, obviously, we have seen it throughout the league where guys have gone in in different situations and done well in real uh, – amazing circumstances this one was a feel good because the game was in hand and i'm glad he got a save <laughs> i yeah. wanted him to get a save too you know i just want to i'm like come on let somebody throw a puck at him here i want him to have to make one save and kind of feel it um and he did which was great he punched the blocker into the corner like he was a 10-year vet but uh good to see and i thought jack campbell's response to it was amazing i thought he was really excited for him and uh it's a very small fraternity the goaltending fraternity and i think they really pull from one another and i saw a team really excited about giving uh, an individual an opportunity of a lifetime and that's exactly what they did louis are you uh, flying with us to detroit on monday or are you meeting the team there 
I'll be on the plane with you, big guy. All right. Yep. We'll see you then. Thanks for your time, big man. Sounds good. Take care. You bet. That is Louis DeBras joining us for GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbocharges at great prices since 1972. GCLDiesel.com. Some guests and Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. February 11th to the 15th is Valentine's Week at Roos Chris. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue and tell Chef Eltoff and Chris that the staff at Oilers Now sent you. All right, we'll take a quick time out. we got some text to get to when we return on Oilers Now. Bakersfield Condor is in action. Welcome back, everybody. Tonight and tomorrow, it is 12.56 in Edmonton. Let's go to the game day lineup report for McGuire Financial. Have the right teammates on your side for your financial future. For a free financial consultation, visit mcguirefinancial.ca. Bakersfield expected to roll with Noah Phillips centering James Hamlin and Seth Griffith. Luke Esposito in between Ty Tulio and Raphael Lavoie. Both Tulio and Lavoie red hot of late. Brad Malone, who had three assists the other night with uh, Cambites and Xavier Borgo. And then McCaig centering Tyler Benson and Justin Bailey on a very experienced line. Uh, Niemalainen is out. He's day-to-day. Keith Gretzky will provide us uh, a little bit of uh, an update coming up at 105. They'll have Caldas with Kemp. Peters, like Keldus, on an AHL deal with uh, Michael Kesselring, who's leading the American Hockey League with 12 goals right now for defensemen Max Gilden and Jason Demers. Calvin Pickard and Rodriguez are the goaltenders. Calgary's got a really good team as well. That's your game day lineup report brought to you by McGuire Financial. Uh, we've talked a bit about Connor Yamamoto's situation. He is currently on LTIR. He's eligible to come off on February the 12th when the Oilers are in Montreal. Ryan Murray is also on LTIR. LTIR at this time. That's your Oilers Now Injury Report. It's presented all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, big supporters of the uh, Edmonton Elks, the Edmonton Oilers, and the Alberta Golden Bears hockey and football programs, to name a few. Golden Bears, by the way, with the bye this week. The Edmonton Oil Kings, well, we're going to get to NHL today at about 120, and Brendan can update us on that. But they got the Moose Jaw Warriors and Max Warner coming to town. Uh, Connor Bedard played last night for Regina. They won 6-5 in a shootout. Bedard had a goal and an assist and uh, a shootout goal as well in that game. All right, you can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Anita says, Bob, Stuart Skinner makes everyone smile. His play on the ice, and he's a fantastic human being. This is what a positive representative of Edmonton looks like. I'm so happy he got rewarded and is now at the All-Star Weekend. Edmonton loves you, Stewie. Now go rock that sweet stash on the big stage. It is a pretty styling stash, isn't it? Like, it's... It's working for the guy. I heard somebody say they could uh, keep a family of four warm inside that thing. You think so? <laughs> it's just, you know, again, there's just some guys and they're, uh, they're energy providers, all the while not being overstated. You know, he's not a carnival barker. He's not yelling and screaming at you. He's, he is who he is. And he's got a chance to be really good, man. All right, let's get off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, we'll go down to Calgary where Oilers assistant GM Keith Gretzky is with the Bakersfield Condors. This is Oilers Now.